Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Pam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee, she is Tam. Hey, hey, hey. And right now Tam is in Ibiza, she's not even here in Southern California where I'm at. Uh, she's on a completely opposite side of the world, but nevertheless we're going to make this podcast an episode work. That's the way we do it because this is a podcast for fans by fans. Hey guys, like Renee said, I am all the way across the world. Well, I don't know if I'm that far across the world, but I'm definitely on the other side of the pond and then some because I'm in Spain. I am currently in Ibiza. And if you guys don't know much, Ibiza is the party town. People come here from all over the world. There are DJs, some of the most famous DJs in the world come here and spend. Nonetheless, with all that being said, I am in Ibiza, and yes, I am partying, but I took the time to catch up with you guys. We couldn't let the fans down, and of course, I've watched a little NASCAR. I rearranged my schedule to make sure that I was sitting in my hotel in front of my computer with my race scanner on, thanks to Sprint, because as you guys know, I have the race thing on my phone so I can listen. I didn't catch all of the race on the internet because the internet is the internet and I was having a hard time, but I was able to listen to the race. But more importantly, I caught the last 30 laps live from my computer. And of course, I have a lot to talk about and a lot to say. And I'll let Renee take it from here. We'd like to start off the podcast by acknowledging Brian Clausen. He is a young driver who have uh, unfortunately lost his life this past weekend. He was involved in a wreck uh, in the midget cars that they were racing over the weekend. And the accident happened on Saturday. He was uh, life lighted to a hospital where I'm under the impression that they worked on him all day Sunday and unable to revive him. Unfortunately, he was pronounced dead as of Monday morning. Our hearts and our condolences go out to his family and friends, and the NASCAR world. Dale Jr. spoke on it to the media, and he also tweeted about it on social media, and it was very touching, and I thought it was very nice that even though Dale Jr. said that he didn't know the young man very well, he was very well known through the NASCAR family just because of the talent that he brought to NASCAR and the talented young man that he was behind the wheel. And, you know, I think this just goes to show everybody if you are not a NASCAR fan and people who jokingly say this over and over again that they only watch NASCAR for the crashes, this is not a funny comment uh, whatsoever. And NASCAR fans such as myself take this highly defensive and offensive and rightfully so. This is a very dangerous sport and all of these drivers know that. And unfortunately for Brian Clausen, it is too real. The misfortunate passing of Brian Clausen is truly, truly, truly very, very sad. As a race fan, to hear anyone dying on the track is just, ugh. this is a sport that we love. We want to see our drivers out there. And the interesting thing about Brian, he was a racer. Not to say that any other driver is not a racer, 
But this guy was on a quest to race 200 races this year, and he had already ran in 117 races. He's had three IndyCar 500 starts. He's raced in the ARCA League. He's raced in Xfinity. Clearly, this guy just loved the race. This unfortunate accident happened while he was racing in the Midget Nationals up in Belleville. It's just sad to see this misunfortunate situation and again i there's nothing that i can add to what renee said other than we send our condolences so once again our condolences uh, to his family and brian clausen gone way too soon a very young man we hope that this doesn't ever happen again on to other stuff let's recap tam watched the race there in ibiza she had to listen to it at one point over the radio I was here in Southern California watching it myself. I was able to watch the race. I actually enjoyed that race. Even though we had several cautions and a couple of red flags, I thoroughly enjoyed that race. I don't know about you guys. If you uh, have any uh, interest in uh, giving your two cents in and what you thought about the race, please hit us up on our uh, social media on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Turns No Breaks, so please hit us up and let us know what you thought about the race. I particularly liked it. Not sure where Tam stands, but I, I thought it was very interesting, and I thought we had a very exciting race. And it was a sold-out crowd, and I know NASCAR was happy about that, considering some of the uh, attendance they've been having at other raceways. Yes, indeed. Attendance at some of the past races have been a little bit uh, shady looking. In fact, one of our fans, well, I don't like to call Marcus a fan because he's a part of the family. So one of our family members, he's hit me up on several occasions like, whoa, do you see what's going on in the stands? Pretty interesting, but glad people did show up at Watkins Glen. Congratulations to the number 11 car, Denny Hamlin. He wins his second race of the year, has already punched his ticket into the chase. He is sitting nicely at the top of the standings. So congratulations to Denny Hamlin and his team for pulling out that win. My boy, and who I picked to win the race, came in third, Mr. Brad Keselowski at the number two car. His teammate, number 22, Penske Racing, Joey Logano came in second and it's uh, weird how that even happened because of some of the cautions and accidents that uh, had happened during the race now I will say this there were a couple of accidents and some of them you know worth knowing about than than the others but the one wreck towards the second half of the race which involved Ricky Stenhouse and Jimmy Johnson was probably one that stood out it was it was one that brought out the red flag Ricky Stenhouse took a, a vicious hit from Jimmy Johnson as he spun out and basically almost got T-boned uh, towards the back of his car, but he spun really bad. And these things, when they replay them, it's like they're really scary when you watch it. Because And, and then going back to Brian Clausen, this is just something that I really hate seeing because you just never know how bad the hit is and you just never know how bad the hit takes on the body. So Ricky Stenhouse getting hit by Jimmy Johnson really kind of like made me like, tense up a little bit just watching that ricky stenhouse uh, came to be okay so did jimmy johnson he turned out to be just fine as well other than their cars not being able to continue the race and they were uh, eventually knocked out of the race the other accident that i think is worth mentioning and, and should be mentioned was the wreck at the end of the race where brad keselowski 
eventually ended up turning Martin Truex Jr., who was in second place at the time. Brad Keselowski following in third. They were all pretty much on each other's tail. Truex on Hamlin and Keselowski on Truex. And as they came around the last turn, Keselowski turned Truex where he spun out, eventually regained his, uh, he didn't crash, thankfully, but he regained his car control to finish the race. And then the other half of that was A.J. Almendinger, who came across uh, that last turn with Kyle Larson, and he turned Kyle Larson and spun him out, which Kyle Larson was not so lucky because he literally hit the wall, and, and, it, and that was a pretty vicious hit, and his car was totaled. He didn't even get to finish the race coming in that last turn. Going back to Kislowski and Truex, and I'm watching this race, and I immediately knew this is why people hate Brad Kislowski. This is why people do not like Joey Logano and Team Penske because of this particular BS right here. Now, I might have picked Brad Kislowski to win this race, but I did not pick Brad Kislowski to spin out Martin Truex Jr. in the very last turn of the race. I thought that was pretty crappy on Brad Kislowski's part. He did apologize. He took blame. He knew that he did. Uh, if anybody was watching the race, Martin Truex Jr. followed Kislowski and bumped him several times just to let him know his displeasure with what happened. Kislowski eventually then ended up coming back after the race, going up to Truex, telling him, hey, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And that was totally on me. That was my fault. Truex is like, yeah, I know it was. And uh, I was trying to let you know that it was. They eventually squashed it. There were no punches thrown. Uh, there was no heated exchange. However, in the case of Larson and A.J. Allmendinger, not so fast. Kyle Larson took that personally as well as he should have. And I believe he let A.J. Allmendinger know that he was not happy with that. And A.J. Allmendinger, I think, understood why Kyle Larson was so pissed off because you, you spit a guy out at the end of the race at the last turn. You guys are both going to probably finish in the top 10 possibly. And one guy doesn't even get to finish the race and he loses X amount of points and probably points that he needs to get into the chase. So I'd be pretty pissed myself. Truex probably not so much because he knows he's in the chase. He's doing okay. Koslowski's pretty much number one slot already as enough as it is. So no hard feelings there. But in the case of Kyle Larson and A.J. Allmendinger, I can understand why Larson is taking that very, very personal and he's not letting it go. Just adding on to what Renee said, there was so much going on at Watkins Glen. At one point, I actually forgot that I was watching a road course and thought I was at a super speedway. Clearly, the Martin Truex incident at the end with Brad was what it was. It was entertaining. It was sad. It was exciting. It was everything. Again, as we always say, if it wasn't for bad luck, would Martin Truex even have any luck? There were other things that happened that made me feel like, wow, this is a super speedway race. Let's talk about Jimmy Johnson and Stenhouse, their little crash with 53 laps to go. We had Brad and Kyle. They went wide. I mean, they went super wide and took out Ryan. Then there was Paul Menard who ran through the grass and pretty much caused a dust storm that ended up taking out Chris Buescher and Kevin Harvick. And it was pretty sad for Chris because he's coming off a high where he won a race 
and he needs those points just to get in the chase. So to see him being taken out like that, it was kind of a bummer because at this point, I think we're all rooting for him. And then again, going back to the final term with the altercation, well, I keep saying altercation, but you guys know what I mean, because I felt like it was an altercation. I know it would have been an altercation if Brad tapped me and I spun out and went from possibly finishing second to finishing seventh. But that's another story. Like Renee said, we all understand why people hate Brad. I think it was actually last week's episode where I posed the question, should we say bad? joy as opposed to bad brad well we have our answer it will always be bad brad okay now as far as the fantastic four is concerned and that's all our four rookie drivers or young drivers as we should say rookie and young drivers that are in the chase or that are not in the chase chase elliott is in austin Dillon is in kyle larson is in and the three out of the four looking pretty good but uh, i want to be honest with you i think till all three of them are really needing to make a big push here. I think they all need to do something to really help themselves solidify themselves into the chase at the end of the season. The races are getting uh, closer and closer to the end, and I think they need to make a move. Uh, all three of them seem like they're doing really well right now. Uh, they, they all seem like they know that they need to make a push, and they're all doing it. And the unfortunate for Kyle Larson at the end of that last race in Watkins Glen this past Sunday uh, didn't help him any. But uh, in any case, it's good to see the three out of the four, you know, still trying to get up there into the chase. Hopefully, maybe they can all get it together. We'll see, and we'll have to wait this out and figure out how this plays out, I guess. As of right now, this very moment, only three of our four are in the chase. And that's pretty great because who would have thought we would have three new drivers in the chase? Chase Elliott, Austin Dillon, and Kyle Larson. Each of those three guys would be in the chase if it started today. Now, although they're in the chase, they didn't do so well at Watkins Glens. It's interesting because none of the four guys of our Fantastic Four came in the top 10. You guys know by now, but just to reiterate, Denny Hamlin was first, Joy Logano, then Brad, A.J. Amadinger, Tony Stewart in fifth. How about that, Tony? Kyle Busch in sixth, Martin Truex seventh, Jamie McMurray in eighth. And that was an interesting name to hear because we didn't really hear about him during the race. Trevor Bain, his name keeps coming up all the time each week. And then, of course, Matt Kinsley in the 10th spot. We talk about this guy and we talk about her and we're not Danica haters. We're just not Danica fans, as we always say. Danica actually led a lap, and Casey Kane came in 20th. Who would have thought? I mean, it's still not top 10 for Casey, but at least he finished the race. And for you guys that are wondering, if you haven't looked up the stats, Danica finished 21st. Getting back to our Fantastic Four, we actually... Ask the question on our Twitter account. And if you guys aren't following us on Twitter, make sure to check us out at Turns No Breaks on Twitter. We wanted to know who out of our Fantastic Four will win a race first. And you guys listen to the show each week. You know, it's a reoccurring theme. Believe it or not, 60% of the people who voted said Kyle Larson would win a race first out of our Fantastic Four. Ryan Blaney came in second. And then there was a tie between Austin Dillon and Chase Elliott at 
So that was 60% for Kyle Larson, 14% for Ryan Blaney, and 13% each for Austin Dillon and Chase Elliott. I don't know, Renee. It just seems Chase, if not Austin, should have received a little bit more of the votes than Kyle Larson and Ryan Blaney. But nonetheless, so that is our update on our Fantastic Four. And of course, now we need to talk about our main man, Ladies Love Smoke, Tony Stewart. I still can't begin to tell you how interesting and uh, crazy this is that Smoke is just, uh, he's on fire. And that's the way I see it. It may be not on fire by winning all these races or winning a lot of races, but he's on fire. He has finished in the top five the last several races. And it just seems like he's continued to be seen up there at the end of all of these races. They're in the top five, the top 10. It doesn't matter. He is racing really, really, really well right now. And it's amazing. And I love it. And I, I almost hate the fact that this is his last year and he's retiring at the end of the season. I, I actually really want this guy to keep racing for all. <laughs> for all. I, I really want this guy to keep racing for all general purposes. I, I hate to see this guy go, and I, I don't want to see him go. Uh, Jeff Gordon again started for the injured Dale Jr., uh, who is still suffering from concussion-like symptoms. And Dale Jr. says he will not get back in the car until he is 100%. Until then, Jeff Gordon will start again. He makes history as well as starting. This week, he's made his 800th start. And I think that that's phenomenal. I think that's just a, a wonderful, wonderful record. He should pat himself on the back. Not too many drivers can say that. Yeah, it was just wild to me that Jeff Gordon, the Rainbow Warrior, got his 800 start in the number 88. How about that? And something that wasn't mentioned a lot, but Matt Kenseth also had his 600 start. Kind of crazy when you think about it. Like these guys have raced 600, 800 times. The schedule is a little bit different than what it was back in the day, but to race 800 races or 600 races or 500 for that matter is definitely an accomplishment. So let's move on to our fan comment of the week. So this is a comment, not necessarily from a fan, but as we've said before in the past, NASCAR drivers and team owners for that matter can be fans too. So this comment comes from Richard Petty, the king. Not quite sure if you guys caught it, but probably almost a week ago, but Richard Petty gave an interview that was a candid question and answer interview with Auto Week, and the Hall of Famer spoke on various topics within the sport, and one thing that he said that pretty much shook me when he said it, but he simply said, the owners want to know who's running NASCAR. I don't know what to say about that. But the fact that you have a legendary member of the sport, a Hall of Famer, and a team owner proposing the question, who's running NASCAR, it makes you think, hmm. He also said, quote, I think Brian looks at it like, what can we do to expand NASCAR? Not with the race cars, but with all the electronic crap and the social media stuff that's going on. That's not bad because we need to generate new fans. But... I don't know if racing, pure racing by itself, will generate that many new fans. Brian's probably doing what he needs to do while we're over in the garage wondering if he's even paying attention to the racing. We know what we're after, but we don't know what he's after. Think about that. That came from the King Richard Petty. And of course, he said something about Danica, and we, we're going to tell you what he said. 
When asked if his opinion of her has changed, as in Danica Patrick, believe it or not, Richard Petty said yes. She's marginally better because of her experience. She doesn't get in as much trouble. But no, she hasn't made any drastic improvements. As the saying goes, drop the mic. Nothing else to say. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at at turns no breaks again username at turns no breaks also go to the website the website is live leave us a comment and let us know what you think about the king's comments we appreciate you listening to our podcast each and every week i am in southern california tam is in ibiza having a wonderful time i hope she is safe i hope she has a great vacation but at least we're here together on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. You can find me on my personal social media at It's Renee Garcia. That is my call sign on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Please follow me. Please follow Tam at I Am Sincerely Tam on Twitter and Instagram. Please look us up on our other social media, All Turns No Breaks. We are on Twitter, Instagram at Turns No Breaks. Thank you for listening once again. I am Renee. She is Tam. We are out. Bye-bye from Ibiza, Spain. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 